Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm privileged to welcome a very accomplished and knowledgeable professional from USA, currently speaking us, speaking to us from Hyderabad, India, Dr. Prasad Kaipa. Prasad, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Namaste uh, to you. Thank you. Namaste. Dr. Kaipa is the co-author of a book titled From Smart to Wise, Acting and Leading with Wisdom. He's a board member and a thought leader. He has been an innovation advisor and a CEO coach, though he says he has now retired. And he's the author of an e-book, which is Discontinuous Learning, Igniting Genius Within by Aligning Self, Work and Family. So Prasad, let's start talking about your book. Uh, from smart to wise, acting and leading with wisdom. Mm -hmm. What inspired you to write the book and what are your hypotheses? Um, the, what inspired me was one Professor V. Krishnamurti. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a, a deputy director of uh, Bits Pilani, mm -hmm. Birla Institute of Technology. He's a mathematician and also a scholar of uh, Indic wisdom, Vedanta, Vedantic scholar. Mm. He had come in 1991 mm. uh, to or somewhere around early 90s mm. to United States. And I was organizing some of his talks mm. uh, in US. And uh, so we were thinking of writing an article together. Mm. He had suggested that we should look at Bhagavad Gita because both of us are familiar with and he had given a series of talks. So he looked at uh, a framework where the guna framework, they call it. Mm. The idea of rajasic, sattvic and uh, tamasic Correct. characteristics. How they are useful for management. Mm. So that led to conversation, that led to a small article together. But from Early 1990s, I had uh, really gotten that uh, in my mind that instead of Myers-Briggs and Firo B and there are so many Western-based psychology instruments mm -hmm. for looking at uh, human development, what if we can use this approach uh, of identifying what are your characteristics? Mm -hmm. Uh, from uh, the mental state, as we call mm. gunas, mm. that are connected. Right. And uh, that led me to work with uh, that instrument. I developed a guna-based framework mm -hmm. and uh, looked at, uh, obviously, in the spiritual context, the three gunas were uh, very clear, saying you don't want to be tamasic, because you're always late in waking up mm. or uh, you're lazy, you're a bum, you don't finish things, mm -hmm. you don't focus on some other stuff. Mm. But from that perspective, what uh, Dr. Krishnamurti had uh, awakened me to was the practical way of looking at in a leadership context. Right. Tamasic is actually extremely interesting mm. and important. Hmm. because majority of what we do how we do is through what you might call what autopilot state hmm. 
we are on a conditioned state Correct. of operations mm -hmm. so he said the conditioned state where you are thinking and acting mostly from i remember this like how we walk how we ride a bicycle how we drive a car to how we do our day to day work mm. mostly from not a conscious awakened thinking mind mm. but from a routine habituated set of behaviors and that's nothing but tamasic well said well said so in your book you you talk about the importance of inner wisdom how can one tap into their inner wisdom and apply it to decision making the key part it comes down to is mm -hmm. the we do not have any control of what happens to us right but only control we have is what we do when we are stimulated or activated or we are challenged mm -hmm. some of that mm -hmm. so it is not about what resources do we have outside of us but what resources can we tap into from inside out right so um, for past several years uh, you know from the time we started visualizing this book mm -hmm. from smart to wise i had been focused on inner transformation and inner wisdom mm -hmm. that is my body how i actually use my breath my voice my uh, ability to communicate because modulating my voice modulating my facial expressions mm. my breath can change what i communicate right not just that words but how i communicate you know that's what we call executive presence mm. we talk about it is about how we use our inner resources mm. for making a greater impact when people say you have gravitas they don't talk about which college do you went to or how many years of experience correct but it is about inner stuff mm. so i felt the idea of our emotions which are essentially our energy movements mm. in our body and our feelings which are nothing but our emotions in a cognized state mm. that means we may have same emotion which may generate same amount of uh, chemicals in our body adrenaline or mm. uh, or uh, dopamine or serotonin or norepinephrine or any of these kinds of things mm. but if we interpret them as i am excited about it mm. versus i am afraid of it correct so if i interpret it as afraid the emotion becomes a fear mm -hmm. that is a feeling i am afraid but if i interpret that same chemical energy that i am experiencing as i am excited i can't wait to do then suddenly same state will give me excitement instead of stress mm -hmm. so i felt the inner wisdom of the body and the mind and the emotions are underneath our thoughts mm -hmm. which help us to make better decisions mm -hmm. and our behavior which are actions that we take so i felt focusing on the inner wisdom is something that is essential 
and very rarely used in the current days. Um, so I wanted to focus on that part. Oh, well said. Great response. Thank you. And what role does self-reflection play in the journey from being smart to wise? Okay. The self-reflection requires us to not just look at the routine reflection that we come up with. Mm -hmm. It's like, for example, even the questions that you are asking about from smart to wise. Correct. I cannot give you pat answers. Correct. Absolutely. Right. Because the book has been out for 10 years. Mm -hmm. I could have given you the standard answers about what that is. Mm -hmm. But when you ask me a question about self-reflection, I have to stop yeah. and get out of my, uh, what you might call a pitch, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that I want to do. Mm -hmm. And then go back and say, what am I really thinking? Mm -hmm. Self-reflection, you, you know, like uh, right now we are running a you know, non-profit called uh, Institute of Indic Wisdom. Mm -hmm. A colleague of mine, Raghu, uh, he is a great uh, yogic scholar. Mm -hmm. And he took from Bhagavad Gita and he keeps asking me that question. says, when you are doing what you are doing, what are you really doing? Mm. See, that's a great self-reflection. Very question. interesting. Yeah. So when I'm doing the interview with you, mm. Huh, mm. what am I really doing? You know, is this about the interview? Is it about putting myself in more people's minds and uh, visibility? Or mm. what am I communicating? What is the longer or a more meaningful message Correct. that I can give not by my words, not by my selling the message or my book or something else, but truly people pay attention to who am I being? How mm. much authenticity is there? Correct. Right. So that kind of uh, reflecting on not how smartly I am sounding, mm. but am I truly taking what you are asking seriously? Mm. And am I really saying when I am stumped or when I have to come up with uh, some new thoughts that I have not thought about, then I'm engaged in self-reflection. Well said, well said. And uh, Dr. Kaipa, what, in your opinion, is the role of humility in this journey? I have a feeling probably that is the beginning and the end of much of our introspection. Right. Hmm. Because I cannot truly do self-reflection out of ego hmm. or out of arrogance then it is a ego reflection rather than self-reflection. Correct. Or it is identity reflection rather than self-reflection. Mm. Because my identity is formulated by all of that. Like when you call the brand called you, mm. you know, that is the identity that I have put together. Mm. And I have certain name or certain recognition or certain books or certain things I'm selling. Correct. That has nothing to do with uh, humility because Correct. I'm I'm actually inquiring 
whether you know the 40 years of uh, work that i have done how much of it actually has been most effective and what percentage of people who i coached or who attended my classes or programs have i been effective mm. i feel like if i were to start all over again i would uh, change the way i teach classes the way i coach people mm. i would really um, do very differently i feel like i was like probably about 10% effective mm. now if i say i'm this good i am a you know coach of this order i have coached these people i have coached that people doesn't make any Absolutely. difference for a new coachy absolutely it's only like i need to start at a beginning Definitely. so the humility hmm. is probably what is most appealing what is most connecting and actually can have uh, most meaningful impact not what i say and do but who i am that is what humility connects to amazing thank you so you know we've spoken about self reflection we've spoken of humility i now want to talk to you about the role of empathy and emotional intelligence i'd love to get your perspectives you know in empathy for example there are two contexts in uh, the indian philosophy and indian scriptures that come in uh, in bhagavad gita when krishna was giving a message to arjuna he talk about maitra karuna eva cha whatever you do what you respond you connect with only two eva mm-hmm. eva only maitri and only karuna correct these are the two ways in which you can connect mm-hmm. of course in yoga sutras they talk about it a little bit more maitri karuna mudita upeksha mm-hmm. that means if i can come from friendship and a loving kindness mm-hmm. whatever i can relate to i can connect with that but then comes the empathy mm-hmm. empathy is not same as sympathy mm-hmm. as many people mistake absolutely karuna compassion or empathy mm-hmm. so that means if i actually took on um your feelings mm-hmm. what you are going through correct and connecting with you as your friend as your partner and feel what you are feeling that is empathy correct but if i stand outside i look at you and say poor you i'm sorry you are going through this that is sympathy absolutely right right so emotional intelligence is needed to first of all differentiate am i being empathetic towards you mm-hmm. am i feeling what you are feeling am i at the same level can i be your best friend and walk with you mm-hmm. and be a partner in helping you to break out of whatever you are going through right requires a lot more emotional intelligence than feeling sympathy and say that is what is called a check checkbook uh, connection correct some people say oh you are a non profit okay i'll give you the money mm-hmm. there is one uh, ceo who 
when their interview, he said, mm. when this person said, I will give you a $50,000 check. Mm -hmm. She said, I don't care for your check. Mm. What I want you is to come and spend a few days with these kids who are going through what they are going through. Mm. And I want you to talk to them and tell your stories and uh, connect with them. That is more valuable to me rather than your $50,000 check. He said he was completely shocked. Right. Because all his life, he used money as a way to not get emotionally engaged with people. Mm. He said that interaction plus spending time with these people in orphanage, mm. He completely changed his business model and how he earned the money and how he lived his life mm. was completely based on that. So mm. in some respects, if I were to summarize you, you know, my answer to your question, mm -hmm. empathy and emotional intelligence are what keep us in the job, what get us ahead in our job and in our relationship, not just at work. I think in society, emotional intelligence is the glue that makes people uh, get out of our phone addiction, mm -hmm. computer addiction to discover uh, our own self and each other. Correct. Great response. Thank you. So time for two more questions. My next question is that I wanted to get your perspective on the importance of learning from failure and how can failure lead us from being smart to being wise? The, it's actually probably one of the most important questions, mm -hmm. you know, especially after COVID, especially after the uh, economic ups and downs that we are facing and the war that uh, is in a, you know, between Ukraine and United, I mean, Russia, but United States and Europe and India and everybody is drawn into it. And so we are in a really turbulent time. Correct. So from that perspective, if we were to really look at where are we, what are we really doing, and how do we learn from our experiences? Mm -hmm. Because majority of our experiences are not successes. Mm. Like uh, what I found is learning from failure is what gives you resilience. Yeah. If we don't have resilience, we have nothing mm -hmm. in this particular time. Right. Resilient leadership is something that is extraordinarily valuable and meaningful. Mm. So how do we learn from failures? As a matter of fact, I found there are two kinds of learning, incremental learning and transformational learning. Mm -hmm. Incremental learning comes from successes, our successes and learning and reading about other people's successes and role modelings right. that we have. Right. But transformational learning comes from our failures because only when we can learn from our own failures, mm -hmm. our strength of conviction, our clarity of thought, our commitment to reaching the goal in the area that we have failed mm. and tapping into the inner resources and inner wisdom we didn't even know we have. Mm. Those become available to us if we truly pay attention to 
how do we learn from my failure mm. well said so that is probably the most important learning well said well said and my last question to you and uh, this is about uh, you know on a larger scale how can organizations foster a culture of wisdom and encourage wise leadership among their employees of course as you rightly point out now is the time for wisdom mm-hmm. not for knowledge yeah. not for information wisdom mm-hmm. why the context of chat gpt and bard and stable diffusion and api they have pretty much put us in our place correct so the artificial intelligence whether it is not even a generalized artificial intelligence even this stupid computer program which only knows what is the next word that comes after the current word right and which does not have any idea what it is saying and what it is putting out that is presenting a smarter compassionate empathetic better prose and better research than what we have been ever able to do right if uh, that doesn't humble us i don't know what else will happen absolutely so from that perspective then if ai and technology can offer all these solutions mm. what can human beings offer mm. so obviously the knowledge and intelligence role is taken right. so either we succumb to that and say i'm nobody mm-hmm. or we draw from within us the application of that knowledge in a discerned and in a ethical dharmic context mm-hmm. that is where human beings need to evolve if we need to survive and show up as a species mm-hmm. that will control the artificial intelligence as we go forward amazing and on that note uh, dr kaipa thank you so much for speaking to me about your book from smart to wise acting and leading with wisdom and i'm going to ask all our viewers and listeners to go and check dr kaipa's book uh, thank you for speaking to me about so many different aspects of wisdom and how uh, self reflection humility empathy emotional intelligence failure can all be very powerful drivers to move us from being just smart to wise we also managed to speak for just a few minutes about technology and how technology can uh, is assisting and aiding us in this journey i was particularly fascinated by your one comment and i'm going to do a lot more work on that one comment when you are doing what you are doing what are you really doing it is such a powerful phrase thank you for speaking to me again and wish you all the best thank you very much uh, ashutosh ji it's a pleasure and uh, again like uh, what you did last time uh, you make me humble i think i know what i need to speak and what i need to say about it but your questions really got me to think reflect and uh, pay attention to who you are and what is happening between us right here and now Well so said. thanks for the gift of mindfulness thank you thank you so much 
Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.